Hi everyone, welcome back to the 3PC podcast. Today's episode is all about nutrition and in particular the absolute basic and fundamental things you should know about when it comes to your nutrition. And just before we dive in, I just want to quickly say thanks to everyone who's been listening so far and to those who have reached out, asked questions and provided some feedback um, on our previous episodes. Now, the whole idea of the podcast is to help as many people as we can, and it definitely isn't the biggest podcast in the world just yet, maybe one day. Um, But if we can literally just help one person with a little bit of extra advice, then that is good enough for us, and that's the impact that we're trying to have. So hopefully we can do that for someone in today's episode. Now, there is no doubt that nutrition is important. Arguably, it's the most important aspect of many health and fitness goals that we have. No matter how hard you train, it's unlikely that you'll achieve what you set out to without proper nutrition or at least putting some focus on it. Whether that goal is related to fat loss, muscle gain, improved performance, or just general health and well-being. So having a basic understanding of nutrition can go a long way. That has been our aim of 3PC Nutrition since the get-go, to try and help educate people to a level where they feel more confident with their nutrition. Partly because there's so much either misinformation or conflicting information out there, especially with uh, so many people getting paid to promote garbage and um, promote um, specific products and just trash on social media. So that's why I believe it is so crucial to have some basic understanding, regardless of what it is you're trying to achieve or what your desired result may be. Now, the topics I'm going to cover today I think are beneficial to understand whether your goal is fat loss related, um, whether your goal is to gain muscle or if it's just to feel healthier in general overall. Now, obviously, understanding these topics is going to be one thing and then implementing them is another. But I do believe that just having the basic understanding will ensure you're much better equipped than what most people are. And when it comes to your nutrition, you're never going to stop learning. You can trust me on that one. It's been, it's actually a relatively young field of research and we're learning more and more every year. Um, So if you just quickly reflect on yourself for a minute and think over the last year or over the last 12 months, has your opinion changed on any specific nutrition related topics? Maybe, Maybe you thought one thing a year ago and now you've got a different idea about that today. Or maybe, you know, you thought something was healthy and now you've learned that maybe it's not as healthy or maybe your your definition of health has changed completely. So that I just wanted to sort of bring into it to provide an example of just how much nutrition can change even just for us personally over the course of 12 months. And I'm sure many of you have changed your opinion on certain things. So getting into what it is I want to discuss today, the main uh, topics I'm going to be focusing on are calories, macronutrients, micronutrients, weight gain and weight loss, different diets and how they work, and then how our body burns energy. Um, As I said, I think these are some of the fundamentals and I could probably talk about many other things, but I want to try and keep it as simple as possible. And as I said, I think having some nutritional knowledge, even if it is just very basic, will make whatever goal you're trying to achieve much easier. The thing that makes nutrition so hard is that it's so individual. We can all train at the same gym, do the exact same workout, but everybody's nutritional needs are going to be very different for a number of reasons. What seems to be the problem with nutrition currently is that there is an overwhelming amount of information available. Typically, a lot of it is contradicting itself. The goal of this episode is to empower you with a, uh, with a sound understanding on the basics and fundamentals of nutrition. 
instead of giving you a generic plan or advice to go and blindly follow, we'd rather provide you with the tools necessary to create your own approach, which is best suited to your goals and to your current lifestyle. So with that said, let's get into it. Now, the first topic I wanna to talk about is calories. It's really important to understand what they are and how they impact us. So the chances are you've heard of them before in some way or another. So what are calories, what do they do, and where do they come from? Well, calories themselves, they're not this evil creature that lives in our food waiting to make us fat when we consume them. Calories are actually just a unit of measurement. They are a measurement of energy. So to be specific, a single calorie is the exact amount of energy required to increase the temperature of one gram of water by one degree Celsius. So essentially when you hear people talking about calories, we're just talking about a form of energy. Your body needs energy in order to fuel all of your daily functions. This includes everything from basic metabolic processes, as well as any form of activity you engage in throughout the day, including exercise, work, and even eating and digesting food. Basically anything that requires energy to be completed. Now calories are the fuel source our body requires to create that energy. We derive these calories from the different foods and drinks we consume throughout the day, either in the form of protein, carbs, fats, and even alcohol. That's our macronutrients, but I'll talk more about those soon. So if you think of your body as a bank account, you need money to come in, that's consuming calories. But you also have money going out to pay the bills, and that's us burning calories as energy. So why is it important to know about calories? Well, they are something we can monitor to understand how much is going into our bodies and how much is going out. Just like if you wanted to improve your financial position, you would monitor your money. Well, the same can be said with calories. If you wanna lose fat or gain muscle, you can monitor your calorie intake. One important thing to note here is that calories are typically used in the metric system, while kilojoules are the main unit of uh, energy measurement here in Australia. That is why you often see kilojoules or KJ on the back of food labels here in Australia. They're both a unit of measurement, but slightly different in that one calorie does not equal one kilojoule, which is kind of annoying. So one calorie is equal to 4.2 kilojoules. So if something is 100 calories, that means it's gonna be roughly 420 kilojoules. So that can just be um, a really important piece of information just to know, just if you are reading the back of food labels and something does say 420 kilojoules and you think it's 420 calories, just know that they are not the same thing. Now calories are probably the more widely used metric, but it is very common to see kilojoules used in Australia. So again, just important to understand that difference. So now that we have a basic understanding of what calories are, well, where do they come from? And that brings us to topic number two, which is macronutrients. Again, you've probably heard of people talk about macros without even really knowing maybe what it is or what it means. So macronutrients are just the nutrients that we get in large quantities, hence the word macro. The main ones include protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Alcohol is also considered a macronutrient because it does provide us with calories, but we'll leave that for another episode. So macronutrients, they're essentially classifications of food groups, a component of our overall calories that we have consumed. So let's say you consume a thousand calories. That, ca that thousand calories could be made up of either protein, carbs, fats, or a combination of all three. So when we try to understand how many calories are in each macronutrient, uh, so, sorry, when we are trying to understand how many calories each macronutrient provides us with, we break it down into a single gram. So if we look at a single gram of fat, 
Well, that contains nine calories. One gram of protein contains four calories and one gram of carb contains four calories. Now, the reason we break our calorie intake down into components is because that each macronutrient plays a different and vital role in the body. Therefore, it can be beneficial to understand how much of each one we are trying to consume. It is important to ensure we are providing our bodies with a mixture of the primary macronutrients every day, as they are all essential to keep your body running at its best. Each macronutrient is digested and used by our body in a different way, and therefore choosing the foods and meals that provide you with a combination of different macronutrients is always best. So in a real brief and basic nutshell, what does each macro do? So protein plays a large role in the growth and development and repair of tissue within the body. Great sources of protein include lean meats, dairy, eggs, soy, um, and even some seeds and nuts. Fats are imperative for a number of our metabolic functions, including the production of hormones and the, absor uh, the absorption of many vitamins. Great sources of fat are oily fish, some oils, uh, avocados, nuts, some meat products, and even seeds as well. And then finally, we have carbs, which are the body's preferred and most rapidly accessible source of energy, as well as the primary energy source for the brain. Now, good, so good sources of carbs can be found in vegetables, grains, cereals, fruit, pasta, and bread. How many calories you should consume and what makeup of macronutrients you require will depend on a number of factors, including your goal, your age, your weight, your height, your gender, um, your food likes, your food dislikes, plus a number of other factors. But for the simplicity of this episode, I don't want to go into how much you need and how you should come up with that breakdown. This episode is more about just creating an understanding of what these things actually are and what they actually mean. So maybe we can discuss that further um, in a separate episode. So moving on from macronutrients, we move into topic number three, which is our micronutrients. So Micro or micronutrients as opposed to the macronutrients are compromised of vitamins and minerals which are required in small quantities and they enable our body to produce enzymes, hormones and other substances which are basically essential for proper growth and development. So even though they are required in only very small amounts, the consequences of their absence are severe leading to nutrient deficiencies that can result in either acute or chronic health problems both physically and mentally. Now in today's episode I purely want you to have an understanding of what micronutrients are um, and more so just what the term itself means. I don't want to go into too much detail about vitamins and minerals um, as again we're just getting probably a little bit too complex and a bit far from the point there. Um, and again, if we go into that detail, it can get really complicated really quickly. I'm sure some of you might already be finding some of this a bit overwhelming, but hopefully not too bad just yet. So you should now have a rough understanding of what calories are, what macros are, and what micronutrients are. It's already a great start. And if you've made it this far, then that's perfect. Now, I do want to get a little bit more specific from here. Um, and I'm going to discuss the mechanisms of weight gain and weight loss and essentially how it works. So the most basic level of understanding you need to have for weight loss or muscle gain is this. The total amount of calories you consume in a day can put you either into a calorie surplus, a calorie deficit, or a calorie maintenance. So what does that mean? When you consume more calories than what your body is burning in a day, you are in a calorie surplus. This essentially means you have excess calories. 
Now using your body as the bank account analogy from before, this essentially means you have more money coming into your bank account than you have going out. Eventually you're gonna to start to save more and more money. Now if you are training adequately enough, then this excess calorie intake can help with building more muscle mass. However, if you aren't training adequately, or even training at all, then it is likely that this excess energy is going to be stored in the form of body fat. Now, when you consume less calories on a daily basis than what your body is outputting, that will put you into what is called a calorie deficit. This is required in order to lose weight and in order to burn body fat. Because if you're in a deficit for a long enough period of time, your body is going to require more energy to make up for the required demand. If this, is, uh, if this energy isn't going to be coming from the calories we're consuming, then it will begin to break down our stored body fat and use that as an energy source. And that is how fat loss happens. Now, if you consume the same amount of calories as what you burn each day, that is what we call a calorie maintenance. This essentially means you're putting in exactly what you are putting out. The reason it's termed maintenance is because your body weight will essentially stay the same if you do this consistently enough. Now this can be an ideal thing to do if you're trying, trying to maintain your current weight or just focus more on your overall health or even just your performance. So essentially, what we have to remember, weight gain equals calorie surplus and weight loss equals calorie deficit. That's the real foundational and basic mechanisms as to how they both work. So let's look at some different diets and talk about how different diets work. So at the gym, or even when I'm with friends and family, I'm constantly asked about different diets, which diet is best, which diet should people be following, or if I've heard about this new diet, or if I can give them some insight into this particular diet. And this is why I think this podcast can be so useful and valuable. Because once you understand the fundamentals of nutrition, you gain a better understanding of how particular diets work. When you understand calories and macros and what a calorie deficit is, then you should essentially know how a diet works. Any weight loss diet that exists, regardless of what people say or what an Insta influencer promotes, can only work if the calorie intake is less than what you burn daily. So any diet that ever works has to have that fundamental principle in place. So there are thousands of ways you can go about achieving a calorie deficit. Hence why we have so many different types of diets out there. And just because something works for someone does not mean it'll work for you or your lifestyle. Now let's go into some of the common examples. So uh, one I'm hearing a lot about lately is fasting or intermittent fasting, which I'm sure many of you have heard about. Fasting is a popular diet where you essentially restrict your eating window for a period of time. A common example is the 16 and eight method where you fast for 16 hours and then you eat during the other eight hours of the day. Now how this diet works is that if in that eight hour window, you consume less calories than you burn, then you're gonna be in a calorie deficit. But if in that eight hour window, you consume more calories than you burn, then you'll be in a surplus and eventually put on weight. So regardless of whether you've been fasting or not, the underlying principle of calories in versus calorie out are still the same, all right? So if you are consuming more calories than what you're putting out on a daily basis, regardless of if you fasted or not, you're still gonna put weight on. Fasting isn't this special and magical mechanism which um, negates that, that basic uh, foundational principle, okay? Just because you fasted doesn't mean you can eat more calories. It just doesn't work like that, just like many other diets out there. Another popular diet example is the keto diet. 
where essentially you restrict your carbohydrate intake and consume a higher amount of proteins and fats. It isn't the restriction of carbs that makes people lose weight on this diet. It's the restriction of overall calories. So if you think about it, if you're removing an entire food group, then it's pretty likely that you consume less calories throughout the day. But if you are consuming excess amount of protein and excess amount of fat throughout the day and putting yourself into a calorie surplus, then even if you are on a ketogenic diet, you can still gain weight. If you're not meeting that basic principle of consuming less calories than what you're burning on a daily basis, then yes, you can absolutely still put on weight regardless of what diet it is that you're following. At the end of the day, all of these diets actually focus on the one simple thing, which is being in a calorie deficit. They're all just different methods to control and limit our intake of calories overall. We have to remember that there is no perfect diet or one size fits all. The most perfect diet is the one which is the most sustainable and the one that you can stick to and follow for the long term. As as boring as that sounds and unsexy and unattractive as it is, it is the truth. And the more you can begin to realize that and understand that, the more successful you're going to be. Now, again, the most important diet or the most perfect diet involves a range of foods that you love and enjoy, but within moderation. So still eating foods and meals that you enjoy, but looking at portion sizes a little bit differently and not cutting out anything in particular or restricting yourself too much because that just won't be sustainable in the long run. So small manageable changes over a long period of time compared to big unmanageable changes in a short amount of time. Like I said before, just because a particular diet works for someone doesn't mean it'll work for you. So often I hear people say, yeah, but so-and-so went on the keto diet and they lost so much weight. It's also important to remember that so-and-so maybe had a very different lifestyle to you. Um, maybe they had different food likes and dislikes. You know, Say, for example, because on the ketogenic diet, you have to cut out carbs. Maybe that person doesn't like carbohydrates. Maybe they don't like eating pasta. But say on the flip side, you want to go on the keto diet and you want to try it, but you come from a, a big Italian family and you love eating pasta and you love eating bread. Um, how do you think you're going to go on the keto diet? Do you think you are going to be able to continue restricting yourself from that food group from a long enough period of time? Or do you think you're just going to crave those foods and eventually just give up on that diet? So that is why it's so important to understand that you have to find what works for you and what works for your lifestyle, like your likes and your dislikes. So try to ask yourself, have you ever tried a particular diet before and made some pretty decent results and then just a few weeks later fallen back into the same old habits or ended back up where you started or potentially even worse? It wasn't the diet that was working. It was the simple principle of calories in versus calories out. You don't need to be doing some fancy diet just to see results. You just need to follow the basic principles, which I've already outlined. So we've talked about calories, macros, micros, and the process of weight gain and weight loss. And now we've talked about how diets work. A lot of this has been about energy in, all right? So let's take a look at how energy comes out of our bodies and how our bodies use and burn energy. I think this will be a good place to wrap up the episode because I still want to avoid making this episode too overcomplicated. Um, I know there's going to be big gaps in knowledge and the level of um, all of our listeners, but hopefully most of you are um, sticking with it so far. So let's jump into energy out. 
When we look at how our body burns energy, we break it down into two simple categories known as our resting energy expenditure and our non-resting energy expenditure. Now, I hope that's pretty self-explanatory, but it is essentially the energy you burn at rest and the energy you burn when you're not at rest. Now, our resting energy expenditure can account from anywhere between 60 to 80% of the total calories our body utilizes and burns within a day. This is essentially made up of our BMR or our basal metabolic rate, which is a fancy way of saying our metabolic process. Everything that happens inside of your body requires some form of energy to occur. Your BMR is essentially all of the energy required for the basic functioning of your living and breathing body. So these functions include the beating of your heart, just breathing, um, blood circulating throughout your body, digestion, and essentially anything which happens with inside your body. People are often so shocked to learn that more than 50% of the calories they burn in a day come from them actually just doing nothing. But it's true and it should put things into perspective once you start to understand it. So what about the other calories that we burn? Well, this is known as our non-resting energy expenditure. And this can be further broken down into three components. Our NEAT, our EAT, and our TEF. So NEAT refers to non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is a fancy way of saying the energy we burn doing basic tasks throughout the day, such as cleaning the house, walking around the shops, going to work, and this can account from anywhere up to 20% of the calories you burn in a day. So this is basically anything which requires energy which isn't exercise related. Now EAT refers to exercise activity thermogenesis, which is essentially the calories you burn when you're engaging in intentional exercise, such as going to the gym, going for a run, or even playing a sport. And this can account for up to 10% of the calories you burn in a day, which is generally far, far less than what people think. When I start to talk to people about this, they, um, or if they've never heard of this before, they generally assume that the majority of the calories they burn in the day comes from when they're exercising, when in reality, it's only a very, very small percentage of your day. And finally, you have TEF, which is called our thermic effect of food. And this can make up to five to 10% of the calories you burn in a day. This is basically the energy required to eat and consume food throughout the day. Now, all of these categories are essentially broken up to categorize the number of ways our body would burn energy throughout the day. And if you think about it, you realize that our body requires a lot of energy to function. So why is knowing this useful? Well, understanding how your body uses energy can be a great way to understand your nutritional needs and why it is that you need to eat a certain amount of um, certain foods and all together. Is it super necessary to know all of that stuff? No, not really, but does having the basic understanding help? Well, from my experience, I can guarantee that it really does. And I know that a lot of the clients I work with, once they start to grasp this knowledge um, more and more, it definitely helps them on their um, health and fitness journey. Um, I hope this guys, uh, I hope this was useful for you guys and um, hopefully it gave you some basic understanding of some fundamental nutrition topics. Don't stress if some of it was a bit overwhelming. It is a quite, quite a bit to take in all at once. And if on the flip side of that, you just found it super, super simple, then that's great too, because it shows that you already have a great understanding of nutrition. So just to recap what we went over in this episode, we talked about calories, macros, micronutrients, the mechanism of weight loss and weight gain, or in other words, calories in versus calories out. 
Uh, we talked about diets and how they work. And then we also talked about how our bodies burn energy throughout the day. And as I said before, there's so much more that I could talk about, but I also think that people can really overcomplicate things. So aim to just really understand the basics first before trying to delve into more complex topics. Too often I see people trying to perfect all the little things, but if you can just focus most of your energy on being consistent with the basics, then there is no doubt you'll be successful. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And if you have any topics you would like discussed on the podcast, be sure to let me know. Otherwise, we will catch you in the next episode. Cheers.